Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the craft. We are back on a bi-weekly basis, and I'm really excited about that. Today's episode is episode 19, and we're going to be talking about poetry. But before we get into that, I did want to address a few things. I did want to give a shout out to Gemstone Spirit Crystals. If you are as into crystals as I am, definitely go check them out. They have some amazing inventory up on their Instagram, which is at gemstone.spirit. So go ahead, give them a follow, show them some love. Now it is the month of April which for those of you who don't know is National Poetry Month, so this episode ties in very well. But it is also Camp NaNoWriMo um, over on NaNoWriMo's website, and I am participating this month. So basically what Camp NaNoWriMo is, is a smaller version of NaNoWriMo. So in November, they do a challenge to write 50,000 words in the month of November, but during the month of April and July, they do a camp where you can set your own goal, and the challenge is similar, so you write however many words you want to write in that month, Um, and the website is really awesome. It helps to encourage you to continue to um, work to reach your goal. It has mini goals along the way, badges you can earn, friends you can add, groups you can join, and it really helps you to complete the challenge. So I've been doing camp now for, I guess, eight, nine days, depending on when you're listening to this. Um, It'll be nine days when you're listening to this, but it's been great so far. I've been pretty consistent with creating every day. I have given myself little breaks, um, but I'm kind of surprising myself with how much I am showing up to write and to create my art and to work on my manuscript. So some things that I've learned so far is that I think I really needed to to give myself some grace during the pandemic um, and I needed to be able to not be so hard on myself if I wasn't creating but now that I have this goal and it's a really small realistic goal for me um, not that it's small but it's like something that I can accomplish realistically with everything else that I have going on and it feels so doable. I don't feel like I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself and that's been making all the difference and I'm showing up to create a lot more than I was before and so basically the thing that I've been learning or the thing that I have learned is that I needed to give myself that grace period and to give myself that break in order to be fully involved in what I'm doing right now. And it feels good knowing that I'm accomplishing something, but I've also accomplished something by giving myself that break before I started this. I put myself in a good position in order to be able to move forward with this. So that's been awesome. Lesson learned. Um, I'll probably give myself another break where I'm not dedicated to creating 
at a at a intense pace like I am now, um, where I can just kind of come to the page when I want to. Um, and then I'll probably try and do Camp Nano again in July. It's It seems to be a good pattern for me where I give myself some moments to just relax and not worry. And then I set a realistic goal for myself and, you know, challenge myself to achieve that goal. So, um, that's been really working for me and I wanted to share that with you guys. Even if you don't necessarily participate in NaNoWriMo or in Camp NaNoWriMo or anything that's structured like that, even if you create your own structure, um, this has been a learning curve, you know, like, Who knew a year later that we would still be going through the stuff that we're going through? Um, And I definitely needed that time and space to be able to step away from guilt when it came to creating or not creating. And now that I know that, you know, I am in control, um, it feels a lot better. I don't need to worry about that guilt or that anxiety that leads to procrastination. So yeah, I feel really good and I wanted to share that. But today we were talking about poetry and like I said, this is so fitting because April is National Poetry Month. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I've been seeing a lot of poems being shared across Instagram, a lot of tweets about what your favorite poet is or what your favorite poem is. Um, And I'm really excited to talk about that, so let's dive in. So I've mentioned before that I had to take a few poetry classes in my undergrad, um, and I went back to the first poetry class that I took, and I grabbed my textbook. It's called Sound and Sense, an Introduction to Poetry. And even though I mentioned before that I really didn't like the assignments in that class, um, or sometimes what we were doing in the class as a whole. Um, This textbook in particular was actually really amazing and something that I've come back to a few times. So I don't regret taking the class because it gave me this book. Um, Now I want to read a little bit from the introduction, What is Poetry? And just share with you some tidbits that I thought were worth taking note of. Poets, from their own store of felt, observed, or imagined experiences, select, combine, and reorganize. They create significant new experiences for their readers, significant because they're focused and informed, in which readers can participate, and from which they may gain a greater awareness and understanding of their world. That line to me was exactly what poetry is. And I've kind of expressed this similar sentiment to you guys before when it comes to all writing, that it's really about transforming your experiences or your imaginings into something that the reader can find truth or gain some significance from. Um, whether that be an emotional response or a profound feeling 
I've expressed this before, but this sentence just makes it hit home that much more. And that's exactly what poetry is. That's exactly what poets do. And the notion is so romantic that people would think of poetry and of poets in this way, but it's true. And what are poets if not romantic? (laughs) But all writing is about synthesizing a story or some information and getting a significant moment out of it or getting some truth or understanding from it. The point is to communicate effectively in which a point of view or an experience can be shared. I'd love to share some modern day poetry, but unfortunately copyright rules apply and I don't think I can read um, modern poetry on this podcast. However, I can share some really great old poems. One of my favorite classic poets is William Wordsworth, and I think I mentioned that before, but in case I didn't, I'll say it again. I absolutely love Wordsworth, and his poetry still rings true today, so I want to share one of his poems It's called, The World is Too Much With Us. The world is too much with us, late and soon. Getting and spending, we lay waste our powers. Little we see in nature that is ours. We have given our hearts away, a sordid boon. This sea that bears her bosom to the moon. The winds that will be howling at all hours and are upgathered now like sleeping flowers. For this, for everything, we are out of tune. It moves us not. Great God, I'd rather be a pagan, suckled in a creed outworn. So might I, standing on this pleasant lee, have glimpses that would make me less forlorn. Have sight of Proteus rising from the sea, or hear old Triton blow his wreathed horn. Wordsworth talked in his poetry about the beauty of the world that we live in, and how humanity doesn't appreciate it. And that still reigns true today, that there is so much natural beauty in our world, yet it's lost on so many people. And he's citing the dichotomy of, you know, Catholicism or Christianity and paganism and how the two cannot be ever similar, which probably doesn't hold as much weight today as it did back then, but it's still a profound message that humanity, despite whatever god or gods it believes in, is losing the ability to see the beauty and to see the wonder of nature itself without the awe of a superior being. So now that we got kind of a a taste of poetry, um, let's talk about how to actually digest it. So number one, read the poem more than once. When you're reading poetry, it's so quick, it's so easy to read the words and not really digest the meaning, not think on what you've just read. 
and it's usually pretty short and easy to read more than once. So read it more than once and think about every word that's on the page. Think about every punctuation because they're all put there by the author for a reason. This book suggests that poems should be hung on the wall of one's mind. So poster it up in your mind, leave it there, let it sink in. Number two is to keep a dictionary and use it. So basically, like I said, every word is there for a reason. Every illusion, every reference is a way to convey some truth or some meaning to the reader. So not only understanding the multiple uses and the multiple meanings behind words, but also understanding the etymology of words can be really important in understanding a poem on a deeper level. So I know you might be thinking, I don't want to dissect a poem, I just want to enjoy it. And sometimes I feel the same, but there are levels to really enjoying a poem. The first time you read it, the second time, maybe even the third time can be just to enjoy what you're reading, to enjoy what you're feeling when you're reading it. But in order to understand further and to enjoy it that much more, it's beneficial to dissect it, to really understand what the poet was trying to say. And I know you're probably thinking back to your high school English classes when the teacher is saying to look further than the words on the page and you're thinking this author didn't want to do any of the things that the teacher is saying that they did. Um, They didn't want to put symbols. They didn't want a deeper meaning. It's just about what they wrote. And I would argue that poetry is not that. Um, Poetry exists for a reason. Poetry exists because there are deeper meanings to the words. You only have so much room to convey all of that emotion and all of that feeling from the experience that you're sharing. And so these words have multiple dimensions and this poem has multiple dimensions. So you have to appreciate it in multiple dimensions as well. Number three would be to read the poem aloud or to hear what the words sound like in your head. If you've ever enjoyed spoken word before or watched one of Rupi Kaur's performances of her poetry, then you understand that when poetry is spoken out loud, it gives even more depth. It gives even more resonance to the words. Um, You feel it more, almost like music. So reading out loud is a great way to experience that. And finally, pay attention to what the poem is saying. Pay attention to what it's saying surface level, what it's saying between the lines, and what feelings it's trying to evoke in you as the reader. So we've talked about what poetry is, we've talked about how to read a poem, 
but writing a poem is usually different. For me, I need to have a feeling that I need to express in some way. When I'm writing regular prose, I'm focused so much on the plot, how to move it forward, what the characters are feeling, and the situation at hand. But when I'm writing poetry, it usually comes from an emotion within myself. It comes from something personal um, for me. And I feel that in a lot of the poetry that I've read, even if there's an outside theme or an outside character for the poem, it's really important for the poet to draw on their own experiences, their own emotions. And to convey those experiences and emotions, there are many tools that one could use. There's imagery, um, metaphor, personification, allusion, allegory, symbols, figurative language, literal language, um, hyperbole, irony, satire. One should think about tone, rhythm, meter, rhyme pattern, sound, all of that when creating their poem. Um, And all of that can add to the overall theme or thing that you're trying to convey within that poem. With a lot of older poetry, it's about that structure and form and following the rules within the time that it was written. But right now, there are no rules. Right now, free form and free verse is the norm. Um, So if that's how you feel you want to create your poetry, by all means, it is of this time. If you are trying to allude to another time, another historical period, then it is important to look back at the rules and the form and structure that were popular for poetry at that time and maybe use it, if not all, then maybe in part within your own poem because that'll add another layer to the meaning of your poetry. And one thing I want to stress is so much poetry is analyzed based on white British men from days of old whose poetry has become canon in literature, but there are so many other genres of poetry, if you will, other forms and structures and cultures that used poetry in different kind of ways. In one of my later courses in my undergrad, uh, a writing course actually, there was a writer who was so learned in Arabic poetry and her style was reminiscent of all of what she knew about that culture's poetry and their form and it was so rich and beautiful to listen to her read her poetry um and the point that i'm trying to make by sharing that is just to say that when you're a poet studying poetry is important to understand 
like I said before, the rules and how to break them or how to follow them in ways that benefit what you're trying to say the most. But it is so vital that you don't just focus on the white British English-speaking poets or writers who we've been told for centuries are the greats because there are so much more greats out there. There are so many more rich, diverse poets with a wealth of information that we haven't been taught, that we haven't been told is good, but it is, and it's worth knowing. So my biggest advice to anybody who wants to write poetry beyond this little introduction that I've given you is to really do your research on everything, especially the things that are not that easy to find because they aren't part of that white British canon. We need to diversify our understanding of literature because there are so many other histories that we haven't been given. So on that note, um, I'd invite you to go research and experiment and play with your poetry. And of course, feel free to share your experiences with me. You can always DM me on thecraft.podcast on Instagram or find me on Twitter at Alex Lynn Miko. So that is all for today. I hope you guys got a little bit more understanding about poetry. I hope that it resonated with you guys. We have some exciting things planned for the next couple episodes, so stay tuned. But until then, thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, stay magical.